Yes, what's up? My name is Ruben Ronde with Nina de Koning in Hello. the studio for State of Trends. And we have a very special guest today, Marie Healy. Hello, Woo! thank you so much for having me. It's great yeah. to be here. Well, it's great to have you. Thank you. So today we're going to dive a little bit into the world of Marie Healy. <laughs> and we have some uh, fan questions as well. Uh, I like to start every episode of the podcast with yeah, a dive into the history. Uh, I would love to hear from you. How did you get infected with dance music? What was the first moment that you were like, wow, this Ooh. is it? Um, I always remember growing up, um, my brother used to listen to a lot of like Sasha and Digweed and I think that was my probably first introduction into like dance music and then I can't really remember exactly what defining moment it was but I think following on from that then I kind of got into the hard house stuff mm-hmm. and then I would say maybe when I was around 15 I had like a fake ID and I snuck into, um, it was God's Kitchen at the point, yeah. depot. And the ID was 16, but I was 15. And um, I remember going in and seeing, it was like Scott Project, Paul Van Dyke, Lisa Lashes. Yeah. And when I seen Lisa Lashes, I was like, oh my God, I want to be a DJ. Yeah. That's yeah. How, so, so it started with your brother playing like deeper progressive stuff. Yeah. Like intelligent dance music with Sasha and Dickweed, of course. Yeah. Absolute legends. And yeah. I guess they were like top five DJs of the world back then. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. Um, what made you decide to switch to, to hard dance from that moment? It, I think it was like, very popular yeah. in Ireland. And I think Hard House was really having its moment. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then I went Hard House. <laughs> yeah. And um, I asked, I asked um, Santa for a set of decks for Christmas and I had bought a load of um, Hard House vinyls Mm -hmm. and I remember my first my first favourite ever track was um, it was Heaven's Cry Till Tears Do Us Part Proper cheese Yeah Proper (laughs) Like when I listened back to it like even the production of it but um, I remember just listening to it I had it on a cassette Mm -hmm. and I kept rewinding it and rewinding it and rewinding it Um, You had to time it perfectly when it was on the radio you had to like (laughs) And then before the commercials came, you like, <laughs> stop recording. And then I think kind of following on from there, um, I... But why was it that you went to you went to God's Kitchen, you saw Lisa playing, you were like, I want to do that too. What, why was that? But you were like, okay, well, think, instead of the dance floor, I want to be in control of everything. What, what was the urge that caused that? I think it was like her stage presence mm-hmm. on the on the decks. Like she was really like mesmerizing, and it wasn't just about the music; it was about the performance as well. And then I think shortly after that, then with my fake ID, we went. <laughs> like I was in Dublin every weekend, um, going to a club called the Red Box, mm-hmm. and I've seen so many DJs there, like Dave Clark, Cal Cox. Like I loved everything. Like any anything I could go to, I was there. So it just all kind of took off from there. Okay, and then you got your first decks for Christmas? Got my first decks for Christmas, yeah. You got that from your parents, I guess? Yes. And um, What did they think of that, that you wanted to have decks? Because it's not your typical, you know, holiday gift, especially back, well, that was a few years ago, that you were like, hey, I want to have some decks. I want to become a DJ. What did they think of that? Yeah, my, my, I remember the day my dad took me down to a shop um, and 
the, even the guy around behind the counter was kind of like, at least for you, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, um, it it was a really it was a really funny thing because I took the decks home and I wrapped them up myself. Yeah, and opened them on Christmas morning. <laughs> what yeah. a surprise! Yeah. Oh my god, what's in here? <laughs> so they okay. So you got the decks, you put them in place, um, and and what happened then? Like, how did you teach yourself how to spin, or how, how do I have to see it? Yeah, I, I think I remember my first ever mix that I got was Tiesto Traffic and yeah. Motorcycle as the Rush Comes. Okay. And um, yeah, just for hours and hours on end, I was. Um, It's going up and down this up record. And down, yeah, yeah. Trying to imagine what 138 was at the time. And then, um, like, every weekend, I used to go into a shop in Dublin and buy vinyls and I think I had a part-time job I was backpacking and all the money I would get from the backpacking I would head into town and buy new vinyls or you know you'd get white labels and I used to think I was so cool coming home on a train with my bag of vinyls yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and back then you thought that white white labels were the, like the most valuable yeah. things and right now if you have the normal pressing that's so much worth more than yeah, white labels yeah. So, okay, so you, you were practicing, you, you were getting better in what you're doing. Uh, do you still remember getting your first booking or your first gig? Yeah, so, well, it's another, it's a long story, but... Um, We have all the time. <laughs> my, um, so I got in trouble with my neighbors. You were making too much noise? Yes. Yeah? Yes. And um, my father got taken to court over my Because music. of that? Oh, no oh, way. Yeah, yeah. That's a good story. And um, so it kind of all kicked off. Like I, I was making noise. Like, like it, I was. You were young. You yeah, were. I was young. Aspiring DJ. Yeah. yeah. And it was at the start. It was loud, and then it just became like a an annoyance thing. You know, it was it was crazy. So um, the kind of three times we were in court, and I still <laughs> oh was God. under eighteen. So um, my father. The first time we went to court, um, it was he he was threatened with an environmental act if I didn't turn down Whoa. my music. In, in, wow! Wow! Yeah. So what happened? So then I kind of had to stop, but I couldn't stop. You no, know? I just loved loud music, and I loved I just loved playing every like every day. And to be honest, it wasn't past like it wasn't a, a night time. And I used to have a half day on a Wednesday, so I'd come home and the decks would go on. Um, so then, kind of when I was 17, um, it, it it was really getting serious. And then the outcome of the last court case was um, my dad got threatened with a week in jail. No yeah, way, my, because um, of you? Yeah. Wow, okay. And like, I was still in school at this stage and like even the, the school teachers were saying like, is this you, Maria? And I was in the tree like, newspapers <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so um i'd stop then you know i'd kind of had to take a little step back and, mm -hmm. and then i kind of learned how to mix my headphones which is very beneficial now yeah. <laughs> um so i kind of had it kind of made me stop for a while but it was always still in me and then um i would say fast forward to 2008 I went to Ibiza for a season okay. and it, it was just a pure party season and so you decided to go for, to Ibiza for a longer period of time yeah, yeah. I went for um, three months okay and 
kind of over the three months, you know, I was at Cream Amnesia every weekend on Judgment Sunday, yeah. Armada on mm-hmm. a Tuesday. Um, at Amnesia. Yeah, yeah. Every week. I seen Armin probably, I think when I, when, when I eventually got to play in Amnesia, the promoter said to me, I think you've done more hours in this club. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, I then, it was after I came home from um, Ibiza that year, I said, I'm getting decks again. So it, I had the vinyl, so I actually bought. Um, so it, you sold the decks before? No, no, I still oh. had them, but yeah. I got CDJs then. Okay, yeah, yeah, and okay. Then I went back to Ibiza the year after and I took the CDJs with me. <laughs> Okay, and, and then I had got my first gig in in Ireland that summer, um, just in my hometown. And then as soon as I arrived in Ibiza, I my friend had grabbed me and said, "You're playing in Tropy, which is like a little tiny bar down the West End." Yeah, and from there I played almost every night that summer. Nice, <laughs> no way. Even that year, I got to play in like Eden with um, oh, who was it? It was Leon Bollier. Yeah, and. I played in S Paradise that year and then kind of I came home and I, I was playing a lot of like a techno tech house as well. Okay. And um, I think I got a gig with, um, who was it? It was, um, oh, I can't remember the name, but I got a, a, a techno gig in um, in Dublin then. So I was kind of experimenting and just doing as many gigs as possible. So you went back to Dublin, you were like, hey, I've been playing all summer in Ibiza, I'm a Ibiza DJ, you have to book me. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and yeah, so, okay, you did a couple of shows, you went back to Dublin. That was, that was the only season that you stayed in Ibiza, so you went to Ibiza two years in a row. Um, I did another one. You did another one. <laughs> and okay. then I did, I had a break for a few years and then I did 2014. So I did 2008, 9 and 10 and then had a... Then I was kind of working full time and then I asked the job that I was in. I said, hey, any chance you can um, let me go to Ibiza for the summer? And they did. <laughs> wow. Yeah. wow! But also when you were in Ibiza, did you do like other side jobs or was it only DJing? I worked in um, I worked in a bar, an Irish bar called Joe yeah. Spoons. But, and I also did, um, so actually in 2009, I got... Um, I got a gig with Vicky Devine's night and she was doing like an all-female kind of... Oh, Vicky's great. Yeah, yeah. Big so, shout out to Vicky. She's still on Ibiza. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's she's never come home. No. <laughs> <laughs> so um, she gave me an opportunity then in 2010 to play at... for a, It was a residency um, down the West End in a club called Play 2. And my set time was 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. every The graveyard. Every, wow. every time, yeah. Yeah, so you kind of have to stay up. So we used to go to Trophies till four o'clock and there was a little bit of a lull and then you'd go down to play too. And every week I'd play um, 5am to 6 But in the meantime, you're you're making your dream come true, right? Yeah, absolutely. So you're stacking up hours and hours of DJing on Ibiza, which is yeah. like one of the best places in the world to, to play. Um, so you've done that for a few years. You've done a lot of shows. And then in 2012, you decided like, hey, I want to start releasing music as well yeah. um, correct me if I'm wrong the first release was Playroom oh actually I think it was um, it was one on Detox yeah yes. oh sorry Badouche yes. 2011 yeah, yeah that's right that was yeah. the first one yeah um, John O'Callaghan has always you know I, I'd met John in Ibiza and he you know female Irish DJ <laughs> yeah he's like you need to start producing produ- yeah, yeah 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 of course Yeah. and um, he was like you know get, get into the studio so I kind of had 
I was always kind of playing around with like Fruity Loops back in the day, you know, mm-hmm. and then um, Badush was the first one. So um, Mark Sherry helped me get that over the line with Detox. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was the first one. So it was, I, I was kind of playing a lot of like slower, kind of techier stuff back then. All of the kind of like Cold Harbour-y stuff. Yeah, the more, re-spaces, the, the, yeah. Dark, uh, the darker sounds. Yeah, yeah. And what's, because I, I was looking up, I was like, Badush, what the hell is Badush? Oh, that must be a good story. <laughs> Do you know what? It, it was one of these things when we were in the nightclub and you used to like badush your belly against another belly. <laughs> All right. Okay. You're saying this like this is a normal thing. It's it not. It's just an Irish. Uh, it's the Irish. A, a private, private, not a private. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> and, and did Mark also know what it meant? Because, you know, he's from Scotland, not from Ireland. So. No, we- Wales. Oh, he's from Wales. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Oof. <laughs> sorry, Mark. Hiding behind the Dexter right now. So, all right. So that was your first release. Um, putting everything together. Um, that was the start of your trance career, I guess. Yeah. Because before that, like you said, you did a lot of shows as a tech house artist, techno artist. Badush came into the world. And suddenly, boom, Maria Healy is here. <laughs> right? Yeah. Something because, like that. And then a the year later, you released uh, Playroom yeah. on Carnage. Yeah. With a Brian Carney remix, yeah. straight away. Yeah. What can you tell us about that one? Um, I think I've always been a fan of, you know, the old Vandit kind of Activa plucks. And I wanted something that would be more like my signature sound, mm-hmm. but with kind of like a new flavor. Um, so the Playroom, and, and I think the name came from, it was me winning this DJ competition in... Um, in the artists in Glasgow. Yeah. So the prize was to play in the playroom. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> Many stories. So, yeah. um, and that, that was kind of where the name had came from. And then um, I'd sent it to Brian. Brian was probably only starting Carnage as well. Well, maybe he was around for a few years. And when he said, yeah, I'll sign up. It was when he just stepped away from the whole Discover yeah, part, yeah. I think. Yeah. 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 So he was like, send me the stems. Send me the remix parts. I'll, I'll do a little touch up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And suddenly you have a Brian Kearney remix. Yeah. yeah. That could be worse. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm just going to jump really fast through yeah. some of your uh, the highlights because in 2014 was your first release. Well, there, yes, the circle was complete, I guess, with John O'Callaghan on yeah. Subculture. Yeah. Um, Atlantis. Atlantis Callan, yes. Yeah. So that was the first step uh, into the world of subculture. And from. Um, how did that come about? Because you already had a connection with John, obviously, because you mentioned you started making music because John said to you, like, hey, you have to start yeah. making music as well. Um, how did that signing come about? Do you still remember signing that track to Subculture? Yeah, I still remember getting the email, you know, that he said it was signed. There was a bit of back and forth, you know, things change. Um, and I think, you know, maybe it wasn't as strong enough as an original, so he'd, he'd kindly or- organized uh, the Novel 6 remix. Mm-hmm. Uh, to do the remix as well so it kind of came as a an ep but it was it was um yeah it was re- really really surreal mm-hmm. um having having a track on subculture but thank you john <laughs> i guess so, yeah it's yeah. one of the one of the best labels there is so yeah. that was must be nice and from there on we already uh talked about that in the show as well is that from there on you just basically released either on subculture uh, or future sound of egypt and there was a couple of Odd release here and there yeah. also, of course. Yeah. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the relationships that you have with, with both both labels and how are they not fighting over you? Like, hey, <laughs> we want to have this. No, you have this. 
Do you know what? I was actually sitting in a taxi. Um, it was the last year with Faddy and John. And I said to, to Faddy, oh, he goes, oh, your new track, Blush. And John was like, like wait a minute. John was like, mm, what? I, ha- I haven't heard that one. <laughs> I was like, mm. awkward. <laughs> no, but yeah, let's not go there. No, no, it, it's no, absolutely we can go there. fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's all good. Um, I think the future sound of Egypt has kind of come a little bit later. But um, but yeah, look, it, absolutely delighted to be able to and that, that it's not political that you can sign on both labels yeah. well it helps that they are friends of each other so yeah absolutely yeah oh look we're all we're all friends yeah that's true yeah but we, if you have to choose no 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 <laughs> <laughs> no, no we're not going there not gonna, Ruben, Ruben, Ruben. no not gonna put you on the spot right there uh in the meantime there was a couple of remixes of big classics as well you did confirmation yeah. with fred baker um more recently, BT, Godspeed, and you also did uh, Feel Perry, Ashley. Yes. Um, is that one of the missions or is it something that you do for your DJ sets and then it's going to be released? Or do you pick like pick and choose some classics that you were like, okay, I want to rework this and release them eventually? I think the, the BT one started off as a rework. Mm-hmm. And then it was kind of going in the direction where I was like, oh, this is Ar- not bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll send Arnie a yeah. message to see um, if we can get this signed. And then he'd come back and says that um, BT like really, really likes this. I was like, oh my God. So, BT. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He likes it. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I was getting co- copied in the mail. I was like, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was really, really surreal. Like I think um, it was one of them ones as well that it's not that popular well it is popular but it's not the one like everyone would go for flaming June or yeah 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 Yeah, so I think that's why it was really well received um so so yeah I think it it probably would start off as a rework (laughs) so it would be something that you do for your sets basically something exclusive and then play it and see what happens basically exactly exactly that so which ones are the ones that you have lined up right now or that you're playing your sets or is there any classics that you're working on right now or you want to do? Want, I, to, want to rework? Um, I have been, I have kind of, uh, I've done a, a rework of Schiller Das Glockenspiel. Mm, do you remember that one? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Just uh, so mix uh, yeah, was fantastic. Yeah. And to be honest, I, I think why it will be a re- rework is because I kind of had taken some of the elements from the Tiesto remix. Ah. And dun, 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 yeah. Dun, dun. And then there was also elements from the original, and I think it was because I had the the um, the original audio. Mm-hmm. I couldn't be yeah um, an actual remix, but you never know. Um, and then I did a remix of um, "Angelic Can't Keep Me Silent." Oh, old Judge Shields track. Yeah, yeah. and it, again, it's just a rework, but. I was kind of hoping to bump into her one day and, you know, say any chance to that. Well, you have to be careful vocal. because he's a lawyer right now. Yeah, so I know. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be giving that one in for free. No. Like, <laughs> Actually, I think I think most angelic tunes is off the rack, but yeah. I think uh, most angelic tunes are uh, in the catalogue of Armada right now. So I think you just oh. have to send an email to James or Harry and they oh, can probably right. help you out. Thank you very much for the tip. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, in a few months we'll have a Marie and your remix. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rework X remix. <laughs> <laughs> now, just on a on a side note, because I have to be really honest with you, because I did a lot of research also for this podcast, and it's really hard to find anything uh, about Marie Healy that's not part of the <laughs> artist Marie Healy. Because if you look at your socials, everything is like 
shows or, or releases. Um, tell us a little bit more about the person, Maria Healy, not the artist. Oh, that's a very good question. Yeah. Um, I think for me, when I'm not doing music, I love to go to the gym. Okay. Um, kind of love strength training. I also love a bit of yoga. Try to do all the good things, meditation, all that good stuff. A little bit woo-woo. To give him balance yeah, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, love cooking. I think probably since lockdown, um, I just like get so excited about food. Yeah. <laughs> like if I'm not thinking about food, I'm eating food. And, <laughs> you know. Man. That's why you have to you have to all the training as well. Yeah, exactly. And I think you know I just love um, planning what to eat or you know planning the weeks ahead. <laughs> no, I love that. I know yeah. I love that too. I love cooking. Like yeah. every night, I, I I make a proper meal instead of just ordering yeah. or something. Yeah. Just the, the fact that you take some ingredients, like making yeah. music, you take some ingredients, yeah. you make something out of it. And for example, yesterday I made a, um, well, over here in the Netherlands, we eat a lot of gehaktballen and meatballs. Oh. And you have gravy. And we didn't have gravy. So I was like, okay, I was thinking, of, uh, how do I make gravy? So I took some onions and yeah. some uh, some stock yeah. and some, uh, some garlic, some um, salt pepper, some mustard. Yeah. And I was like, let's see how it turns out it was great i was like wow it's yeah. fantastic yeah. cooking is great yeah it's great so i understand yeah nina agrees yeah i wish i could relate <laughs> <laughs> so cooking is one of your passions yeah. working out is one of your passions um cats or dogs dogs <laughs> oh okay this is I the know, end of the podcast like, no no. <laughs> no no i have to say though I, I do love cats as well um my neighbors have there's two cats on my left side and one cat on the other side so we're, we're, we have our feline friends beside each other. They come yeah. to your house and own it. Well, we did let one of the cats in and then it was one day where it was really, really mucky and the cat, it was a brand new house and the cat jumped. Or I was trying to block him because <laughs> his feet were so muddy. And then he did a big rainbow muck on the wall. So I was like, listen, you're not coming in anymore. So I had to kick him out. Now I, understand. Yeah. now I understand your uh, your answer, hundred <laughs> percent. Now there's two tracks. Uh, uh, this is the last moment we're going to talk about your discography, uh-huh. because um, I have to say when you look at your Spotify profile, you see clouds, almost four million streams, and then you have Mimosa, one of my personal favorites. We played it a few times on the show, I think, with two and a half million. That's that's incredible for for instrumental trance tracks. Yeah. Did you ever expect it to blow up like that? No, definitely not. And it was actually, it was in 2020. Yeah. So it was like the world was shutting down and my pop, my Spotify playlist was blowing up. You know? <laughs> You're like, like, what's happening what's here? What's going on? So it was, one, it was kind of a real bittersweet moment because you're like, oh, I'm not going to get to play this out or, you know, um, so. Did you ever play them out? Be- you didn't, did you play them out before uh, COVID came? I played Clouds out. Um, it was we were actually in Belfast um, for a gig, and I'd played it for the first time, and I got to play Clouds out just before everything had kind of that was like the, the final, the final show, you know. Oh yeah, that's really on the <laughs> and, mark. Yeah. Um, then after that, then you know you couldn't, and it was so hard then, you know. Um, but look, I, I got very lucky on Spotify and the transmission playlist. And then what happened when you? come out of lockdown and you play these tracks for the first time because I guess everybody suddenly knows those, knows those tracks. 
I don't think I did play them really out. I, oh I just God. think I I played them so much in the streams that I was like, right, that is, yeah, that's that's there. Yeah, and it's funny because there is some tracks that I hear and like you know even that I played in lockdown and you know I think like it's it's just one of them things that they they were the lockdown tunes and that's that you know just want to yeah. have them behind you yeah. don't play them anymore. But yeah. on the other side, though, people kind of I I think. Um, it's a bit of a thing that every DJ has that makes music and has a successful song. They don't want to play it anymore because they hear it too many times. Yeah. But on the other side, people expect you to play it. Yeah. Otherwise, they're going to walk out and, oh, she didn't play Clouds. Yeah. I hate her. Yeah, I must bring it back though. Yeah, Am bring I? it back. Yeah. It's good songs. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know. I'm not telling you what to play, but play it. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of do. Who's going to be your manager from now yeah. on? Yeah. There you go. Um, the last one, a uh, song I want to mention is Reputation because I think... Um, that's such a banger, such a great tune and a, such a great vocal tune because like Mance, you, you, you had the most success with instrumental tunes. Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about Reputation. How did that come about? Yeah, I think it's, again, usually sometimes I would start off with the melody and I think more recently enough, um, it's kind of been like the, the percussion and then I was getting inspiration from the percussion mm-hmm. to make the, mel- the melodic parts of it and then... Um, I found the vocal and it, it was really, really luckily like slotted in. Yeah. To the br- like a perfectly fitted like in. Like, perfect, <gasps> like yeah. perfectly fitted in. And I was like, oh. And I think the the melody was like, like I thought it was good at the time. But I think then when you, I think when I sent it to John, he just wrote back, signed. Signed. I can <laughs> hear, I can, I can hear it saying, signed. Yeah, signed. <laughs> and then um, he'd kind of asked me to do, um, you know, have it ready for luminosity. Ah. So he actually played it before me. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Well, so, if it's John, it's okay. Yeah, if it's John, it's okay. And I was actually doing um, a, a classic set at luminosity this year, so mm-hmm. I didn't even get to play. <laughs> so it was John who played it on the main stage. Did you see him playing it? Um, Premiering I, it? I was. I've seen it on the stream. Uh huh. And I was only going over on the Sunday, so I was watching it on the telly. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I love those live streams though. Yeah. Those are amazing. So good. Um, we mentioned it a few times already. Um, you're from Dublin. And I have to say, because there's a lot of guests here in the studio that are coming from Ireland, also from Dublin. And I'm just amazed that that one city that is always full of rain has so much so much good parties and so much great artists. What do you think the, the what is the reason behind um Dublin being such a hub for uh for trans artists? Oh, I don't know. I think I think it could be going back to like, you know, when when I was growing up, there was just so much on. Mm-hmm. There were so many um, events on every weekend. And I think we all kind of met each other through trance and like dance Because music. most of you yeah. know each other for ages. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I remember there's one uh, picture from, I guess it's like maybe 2004 or something. I think every trans fan has seen it. The one with John Callan and Brian Kearney. <laughs> and Mario Picotto. And Mario yeah. Picotto, yeah. Did you see, there's a new updated version of that. Like the same, uh, it's yeah, the same and poses? It's uh, our friend Sean Foley. So um, at Planet Love Subculture this year, they recreated the photo. Brilliant. So it's 20 years apart. Amazing. Yeah. You see the young John and the young <laughs> Brian. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Well, that's, that's great. Um, also, another big thing in your career uh, in 2019. I remember, I remember seeing it that you were because 
we we have received this award quite a few times oh, yeah. with this radio show. I'm not bloating or anything, but uh, you received the nomination for Best Female Artist for the IDMAs, the International Dance Music Awards. Yeah. Oh my God. That was Do, you, do you remember getting that news that, that you were nominated for that? Because it's a big thing. Like It, it is, but... <laughs> I also think there's not that much options as well. <laughs> no, that's not true. <laughs> no, no, I don't mean like that, but, you know, we're very, a rare Yeah, you shouldn't breed. play that down because that's a big thing. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. Thank you so much. But yeah, I think, um, yeah, it, it was insane. And I think I got it the year after as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it felt like a really big deal. It but, is. Yeah, it is yeah. a big deal. It is a big yeah. deal. Yeah. We're in a world of 7 billion people and yeah, being nominated actually, yeah. is... Uh, <laughs> Is an absolute yeah. honor. Sorry, I shouldn't play that down. Actually, no, actually, yeah, no, you yeah. should. You should wear it like an accolade, hundred <laughs> percent. No, you. I think I think so at least. Again, Ruben, the manager. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying it how it is. Some, because I I do the same. If you get like um, someone saying something nice about you, that you're downplaying it by you know, like yeah. ah. I think it's that's Ir- Irish mentality as well. well. I'm not Irish, yeah. but maybe I am. <laughs> yeah. No, but also Dutchies, we do it also. Yeah, yeah. it's the yeah. Calvinistic yeah. raising. Um, <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. And now part we promised that we we're going to talk about in the in the episode as well because um, there is way too little guests here in the studio, female guests. Um, what do you think is one of the main reasons that that right now female artists are going other genres or not necessarily in the steps that we're doing right now? Ooh. I'm not too sure. Um, I think like for me, you know, it was always, it was grown up. And it was my bread and butter. Like I absolutely loved trance. And yeah. still do. Um and again, yeah, I was hanging around with a load of lads. Um and you know, there wasn't that many like female trance DJs when I was growing up. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, for, for many years I was probably only like one on a lineup for, for so long. And I think now I'm not sure what the actual reason is, but maybe, you know, it's... Trends. Maybe, maybe trends. The trends, yeah. The and tra- it's... Um, What's hot at the moment. It's and intimidating, maybe, you know, yeah. it could be. Um, Do you it, think that some artists will be discouraged? Um, like if they don't get certain chances that they are supposed to get? I think it depends on the person, really. Yeah, yeah it, it does. And, you know, there ha- like I can't even think of anyone who's been and well I guess like I can't really think of anyone who's who's been and left because you know there's not that many people around yeah no but like for example um what I feel as a woman maybe you can relate to that is that whenever you uh have to like get into the scene there are so many biases about well not now anymore but like a few couple of years back it was that way because there were so many guys still and there weren't like a lot of girls and there was no one to stick up for you. So whenever something happened, like an incident or something like that, you now have this like group of women where someone will say, okay, what what are you doing to her? Like, well, why are you doing this? Or why are you saying this? And we stick up for each other more. But back then when we first started, I mean, like I also started like seven, eight years ago, like there, you would be alone with this group of men and you could have like incidents or st- stuff could happen where you would be like, okay, maybe this is just not my scene. Do you uh, relate to that or was your experience different? Um, I think, to be honest, I think I've always been very strong-minded and I I kind of have this mentality that the more knockback, knockbacks and setbacks I get, I try to use it as like a power to to 
kind of keep going. Mm-hmm. Like there has been many, you know, and yeah. there's been many no's. And I don't, I can't really pinpoint exactly what it is that kind of keeps me going, but the pure passion. But, you know, I've been around a very long time and yeah. I think it's only now where I feel like, oh, like things are actually starting to really happen. So it's, it's such a hard question and I, I'm not really sure the answer. It's, I think the main answer is it just depends on the individual yeah. as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I think so too. And in yeah. the end, you need to work, you know, mega hard to get where you are. That's, <laughs> that's, 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 that's yeah, There's this saying, right, that it takes 10 years to blow, out of, uh, blow up out of nothing, yeah. you know? Yeah. So that it always takes like a lot of work and then and people patience. will be like, oh, where did she come from? Yeah, but you've been yeah. working for like, a very yeah. long time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they don't know what, what's been going on in the background. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I, I agree. And then you've been working really hard for to get where you are now. And you're just getting started. And just getting started. Even though you have some massive nominations <laughs> and numbers <laughs> behind your name already. <laughs> uh, there's a couple of um, questions that were um, submitted also through Instagram. So... Let's uh, look at one from uh, Sassy Varnon. I always slay these names. Um, what would be your perfect collaboration idea? Oh, I have to say, you can't John say John. You can't oh. say Ellie. Feel you can't say Kiss Apple to John. Oh. Okay, let's let's rule those out. <laughs> oh, okay. Perfect collaboration, right? Mm. Oh, Activa. Activa. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, absolutely. Master. One of the best producers on the planet. Absolutely. And he's such a gent as well. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you have one? Let's let's pick one. Oh uh, me? Oh yeah, whoa. Pick uh, one out of the out of the list here. Um well you know I'm a big fan of Chicane, so I'm gonna say Chicane. Ooh. I would love to work with him, especially because I'm doing hard techno and he's like definitely not doing that. <laughs> so I would be very surprised what would come out of that. And right. you Ruben, what would you say? I have no idea. Really, no idea. Could oh, be anyone. On, you have no, no, now. say something. We had to say yeah. something. Now you do it. Um, my perfect collaboration. Um, it will be a singer-songwriter, vocalist, Maria Mena from Norway. Oh, yeah. She's fantastic. That's, yeah, okay. I could also say Taylor Swift, but yeah, that's like... Taylor <laughs> Swift, Beyonce. <laughs> I say like Florence from Florence and the Machine. Oh, yeah, yeah Florence listening. Welsh. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> uh, Alice Lund. Yeah, Alice Alan wants to know what is your favorite uplifting track this year? Oh, God, I'm put on the spot now. Oh, okay, Lostly. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head now. Um, <laughs> she knows the melody, but she doesn't uh, know the track. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like in your head because I can see <laughs> well, it. Well, like anything from Lostly is fantastic. anything from Lostly. Yeah. He's one of the. This, the next place. The next place. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, we're good, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> um, too legit to quit 2022 is an actual name. Uh, which DJ turned you to DJing? Well, you already kind of said that. Um, yeah, Lisa Lashes. Yeah, and if you have to name one role model in throughout the years that came after that, which DJ was that? I have to say John. John O'Callaghan? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow, I understand that one. That makes it even more special to release music on subculture yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, still my hero as well. Yeah, well, as well as a friend. I I understand that he's an absolute legend. Yeah. and I'm, and uh, he's a bit of a gamer. We played <laughs> a few games uh, together as well. Yeah, John O'Callaghan, he is. Mm. Yeah, um, I guess that's that's all the questions we yeah. have for you. Um, thank you so much for answering them. Thank you and so much. Stick it through them. Thank 
you so much. Let's take up with us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for tuning in to this State of Trans podcast with Marie Healy. Uh, make sure to check the socials. She has a lot of shows coming up as well. Um, yeah. And see you next time for the new podcast. Ciao. Thank you for tuning in. Check all previous episodes on YouTube or your favorite podcast portal.